Hey, beer lovers, welcome to the Bruise Less Traveled Beer Club and Podcast. We are closing out our month in Charlotte, North Carolina today, and we're going to be speaking with Brad Burton, the director of sales and co-owner at Newgrass Brewing Co. And me and Mary Catherine are going to be drinking their Hummingbird Cake Pastry Sour. This is a beer I actually didn't think I would like, and I ended up loving. Stay tuned for another really great episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bruise Less Traveled podcast and beer club. I'm your craft beer loving host, Molly Lamb. We are back in Charlotte, North Carolina today. I am sad to say it is our last day here, but we are going out with a bang as we always do. We're going to be drinking a fantastic pastry sour from Newgrass Brewing Co. called Hummingbird Cake. I actually had to look up what Hummingbird Cake was. I wasn't exactly sure. So Hummingbird Cake is a banana pineapple spiced cake originating in Jamaica. And it's super popular in the South. And that became relevant really in the 1970s. And apparently it tastes like banana bread and carrot cake had a baby together. So (laughs) I'm absolutely drooling over this. Guys, I am joined with my co-host that has been with me for this entire month, Mary Catherine. And I'm actually incredibly sad to say goodbye to this amazing woman who has taught me personally a lot about beer. MC, how are you? You want to say a quick hello? I'm great. You're always making me blush over here, Molly. I'm sad to go as well, but it has been like so much fun drinking and talking with you and our guests and our live stream audience every week. So thanks for, thanks for letting me be here with you and let's not close it out too soon. We still have a whole episode to do tonight. MC, have you had a pastry sour ever? Yeah. So I actually, I've had, um, several, I used to bartend in DC and there is a brewery in Berlin, Maryland called, um, Burley Oak. And they have a line of pastry sours that they do that are really popular called dream J R E A M. And they're, they're very popular pastry sours. And so I've had, I've had a couple variations of it. Cool. I feel like at some point along the way I've had one, but I'm really excited to try this one because it's just, it's going to, I have a feeling this beer is going to be very complex. I think there's going to be a lot of really great flavors to it. So I'm excited for this one. And thank you guys for your, your input on what you've had. Yeah. They're a nice little treat. They're kind of like, I don't always like to do dessert after dinner. Sometimes they pick like a dessert beer. So this is kind of, kind of nice, nice substitute there. So we have a really great guest tonight. We're going to be chatting with Brad Burton, who is the co-owner and director of sales at New Grass Brewing. And uh, Mary Catherine, are you ready to crack open this beer? Let's do it. All right. Let's open this hummingbird cake pastry sour from New Grass Brewing Co. Wild can art here. I know. I'm so digging can art. The can. I don't know if you noticed this, Molly. Before opening, roll gently to distribute deliciousness. I think there is a little bit of fruit puree in there. So yeah, to all of our beer club members, give it a gentle roll. Ooh, yeah, I can see that puree coming out for sure. I'm smelling it as I go. I'm kind of doing a slow pour with this thick one. 
Oh yeah. Well, I smell that pineapple right away. Mary Catherine, what are you smelling right away? I definitely get the pineapple, but then kind of like under the pineapple, I'm for sure getting that um, yellow cake, that vanilla cake, especially in that first sip. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. That's wild. It almost tastes like praline pie. Mm, Yeah. I totally get that pecan kind of praline flavor. Okay. So I promise I'm going to start working here in a second, guys. Wow. This is captivating all of our attention. I I mean, honestly, it really, this, this is not a beer I would typically order, but I am so glad I am tasting this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think I would get something like this if it hadn't been sent directly to me, but I'm, I'm glad we're drinking it. Oh man. I just filled my glass up a little more and that puree kind of came out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, those smoothie beers that are becoming popular, which I'm not like the biggest fan of. This is such an approachable version of that right? basically for, for like the beer drinkers out there. So a little bit more about this beer. It clocks in at 6% ABV. And this kettle sour was a collab with Casita Brewing Company. And it's a sour ale made with banana, pineapple, cinnamon, pecans, vanilla, yellow cake, and pastry cream. Honestly, you had me at cinnamon because that is one of my all-time favorite flavors, but I'm really picking up on the pecans Mm -hmm. and the pineapple. And a little bit more about Casita Brewing. So it's a female and minority owned brewery that opened in 2015 by husband and wife duo, Ryan and Malia Witter Marathu in Vermont. But Mary Catherine, you were so right on with that, with that pecan. Yeah, like I like it. I'm really getting that. It, it tastes kind of like a pecan pie. I feel like this would be a great like Thanksgiving beer, like oh, we're yeah. coming up on that holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of with your pecan pie or something. Yeah. Like this nice sort of like the fruitiness to sort of offset that richness. Yeah. I feel like the vanilla and the cinnamon mm-hmm. are kind of helping the pecan like pop out a little bit more of the beer. They're kind of highlighting the pecan a little bit. You're so right. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I really like this. I didn't think I'm like, no offense to Newgrass. I didn't think I was going to like it. <laughs> Slight pecan tanginess of the pineapple. Yep. Absolutely. That's what I'm getting as well. And then I don't know much about pastry cream. I know. I'm curious when Brad comes on to see how they use that. But um, while you guys enjoy this beer, I'm going to share a couple facts with you about Charlotte. So do you guys remember that movie Sully about the infamous plane that had to land in New York City's Hudson River? Tom Hanks was in it. It was such a good movie. Right. So that plane is actually on display at the Charlotte-based Carolina's Aviation Museum. And randomly, 80 of the 155 passengers that were on board were actually from Charlotte. So every so often, a few of them will swing by the museum for a meet and greet with visitors, which I thought was so fun. Yeah. And the Hunger Games that came out in 2012 was almost entirely shot in North Carolina. Um, The Carolina Theater called the Night Theater on Tryon Street, which we've actually mentioned before in the podcast, is where the tributes interview scenes were filmed in the movie. 
Speaking of other things I didn't think I would like, I did not think I would like the movie The Hunger Games. Right. And I actually loved it. I normally don't love... I, no, I never read. Okay. I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. I'm just okay. kind of fan for reading isn't great. Okay. I wish I read more, but um, I did not think I would like the movies. And I watched them on a plane going somewhere. And I love that. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence was great. And yeah. I just, I don't typically love fantasy, but those movies were great. So this beer and that movie pleasantly surprised things that I didn't think I would like, but I actually in turn love. <laughs> Since Newgrass Brewing is technically in Shelby, North Carolina, I wanted to share some fun facts about Shelby with you all. So it's about 40 miles west of Charlotte, and Shelby is where the Cleveland County Fair takes place. It's actually North Carolina's largest agriculture fair and has been held annually in Cleveland County since 1924. I didn't get to make it to Newgrass just because it was a little bit of a far Uber ride for me, but I'm super bummed. I think it's a go. And also, while you guys hang out and enjoy this beer, let's learn a little bit more about Newgrass Brewing Co. So Newgrass is located, like I mentioned, just outside of Charlotte in Shelby, North Carolina. They opened in 2015. The facility where they're located is over 100 years old. It's extremely historic. It used to be the Hudson Department Store, and they used reclaimed wood from the Dover Mill, which at one point was one of the biggest employers in the area, which I thought was really amazing. Um, and fun fact, many of the local patrons have family members that worked on the flooring that they used. Um, they're a Belgian and hot forward inspired brew pub, and they also serve locally sourced food. Yeah, I definitely into that. You know, my agriculture background, I love to see locally sourced food on a menu, especially at a brewery. Absolutely. And it's kind of rare because a lot of times breweries are not that focused on that, but Newgrass certainly is. So yeah, yeah I, I cool. love that. Let's welcome on our guest this evening, Brad Burton, the co-owner and director of sales at Newgrass Brewing Co. Brad, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? So good. We're happy to have you here. So we always love to ask our guests their craft beer origin story. Can you tell us yours? So I worked in uh, another industry uh, prior to Newgrass. I actually worked in the furniture industry um, for a textile manufacturer. It was just really Slowly uh, during that time, getting more and more into craft beer, we had a lot of, you know, really good bottle shops and uh, beer bars in the town I was living and working in at that point. And uh, it just, you know, slowly over time through being a cons- on the consumer end, uh, just became a passion of, you know, I got into beer trading and, you know, traveling around and visiting other breweries and stuff like that. So it just all kind of, I guess, snowballed over time. And so when the opportunity came for me to get involved in working with a brewery, I uh, immediately jumped on it. And um, really, by experience, I, I worked my way up kind of from, from the bottom at Newgrass. It was already an existing company when I came in. Um, I started out bartending and uh, basically bussing tables there. A couple months later, started brewing. A couple of years later, took over the sales program. And now I've bought in and own a good share of the company now. Nice. And so what's the history of Newgrass? How did you guys start? So we started back in 2015. 
we had four original owners back then who were all locals and they just wanted to bring a craft beer experience to Shelby, um, which was a small town, didn't really have, you know, anything in that range that existed there at the moment. But at, during that time, craft beer was really spreading like wildfire throughout the rest of North Carolina. So they just wanted to to have, you know, Shelby's own brewery there. And so they started in August of 2015. Uh, they opened up Newgrass and it has been just uh, taking off since then. That's so cool. I know. I wish I could have gone there. Can you tell us a little bit more about this beer? I want to know kind of what exactly a kettle sour is for some of our audience that might not know. So kettle sours, most of us. Uh, know them more by their uh, most popular brand names, which are Goza's and Berliner Weisses. And so the, the main thing about a kettle sour is, as opposed to its other sour brothers and sisters being wild ales and like uh, mixed culture fermentation sours, um, kettle sours are very quick to finish. We can turn around one of these beers in just about nine days of fermentation time which is drastically less than, you know, mixed culture and wild ales, which can take months to finish. Um, those are the ones that are, you know, normally aged in barrels once they are done with their original fermentation. The other two have a lot more acidity. Kettle sours to me are way more approachable. They're less acidic, less tart. They pair much better with, you know, heavily fruiting like we do with some of these. And they pair better with uh, the, the pastry styles that we, we throw into them as well. Yeah. I feel like sometimes wild sours are really, really acidic. Oh, and yeah. I, I love them. Like Crooked Stave makes some of my favorite wild sours out in Denver. Like they're so, so good. But they are kind of like, boom, punch you, palate destroyer in a way. <laughs> like they they will kind of just clear your taste buds. And then the public is very split on them. You know, to a lot of people, those are way too acidic um, to handle. I guess the way that we approach these is we wanted it to be something that's more palatable, more drinkable, and just more open to the general public actually, you know, having a, a wide enjoyment of the styles that we produce there. Absolutely. I find kettle sours to be a little more approachable, a little softer sometimes, a little bit rounder. And, yep. and I love both styles of sours. I really do. I can appreciate both because I love the funkiness of a wild mm. sour and that kind of like layered flavor to it. But yeah, I think kettled sours just have such a such a beauty to them as well. And I'm curious with this beer, like, why did you guys choose the flavor hummingbird cake? I want to say that this idea actually came from Casita when we were addressing the collab with them. I believe that they actually came up with the idea of doing the hummingbird cake. But mainly it, it kind of fits into the rest of our portfolio of our pastry sours. A lot of our pastry sours are based on the Southern desserts that Zach and I had growing up as children in the South. We have like a peach cobbler sour that we do. We have a blueberry and coconut cobbler sour. We have like a peanut butter and jam, jelly sandwich sour. So a lot of a lot of our pastry styles are inspired by the, we call it our grandmother's food. The stuff our grandmothers made for us when we were young. Okay. Growing up in the South. We have like a coconut cream pie sour. We have a 
pumpkin pie sour that we do for Halloween every year. Oh, I, should, I, I wish I had it early enough to send you off because with it almost being Halloween, that would have been a perfect beer to do tonight. So yeah, a lot of it's just inspired off of the desserts that we grew up eating at family meals and, and enjoying with, you know, the, the people that we love. I love that. And that's such a Southern thing. It's like your grandmother's cake. My grandmother made something called Oreo yum yum. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't I a know cake. Oreo yum yum. Yeah. It was so, wait, wait, you've heard of it. I think my grandmother invented it, but maybe, oh, no. maybe she that, did it. That's an actual thing. Oh yeah. I've been lied to. <laughs> so we called my grandmother Mo. And so we had Mo on each side of the family, Mo Dot and Mo Lou. And Mo Lou made Oreo yum yum. And it was like cream, Oreo, ice cream, cream, fudge, Oreo. It was so good. Whoa. And it's like just layers and layers. Yeah. If I could just make a ridiculously like adjunct stout, it would be called Oreo Yum Yum. And it would just be like cream fudge oreos it would just be like a ridiculous beer so i just i feel like collab with us that i mean honestly that could be so cool we could have like a great uh you know i if i ever did a collab with a brewery i would want to donate to a really amazing charity so we could do it to something for for seniors in the community but that actually would be that would be so fun like your grandma like what was your grandmother's dessert and like do some sort of like collaboration that's very cool um and speaking of collaborations you guys collaborated with casita brewing so what was the reason behind the collaboration so we just uh we really enjoy doing collab for our brewers it is a day of breaking the monotony of, you know, their normal jobs. You know, the guys from Orion from Casita came down and brewed this with us. You know, it was a day of hanging out with another, you know, peer in the industry. And Ryan is someone who Zach and I both have a immense amount of respect for in the industry. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit about Casita earlier. They, it, it was started by he and his wife in Vermont originally because he actually used to brew for Hill Farmstead in Vermont. Um, that's where, um, he started Casita up there actually brewing some of the stuff with their equipment. And then after a couple of years, he moved down to North Carolina, which I'm pretty sure is where his wife is originally from in the Eastern part of the state. And so now they have a tap room and brewery in Wilson, North Carolina, which is where they're located now, which is, I want to say about an hour East of Raleigh. And they are, a, I mean, one of the most respected brewery owner and brewer pairs that I know love them to death. They are wonderful people. And Ryan is definitely just one of the most talented brewers that, that I know in the industry. So to just have him come visit us and hang out for a day was, uh, it was like, uh, we Zach and I were kids in the candy store that day. You know, we were so giddy to be as we were almost starstruck meeting this guy. So that was, that was a lot of fun for us. Let's take a beer break. So we've been talking a lot about collaboration brewing. This is something that's become increasingly popular in the craft beer community. It's basically when two or more breweries get together and they make a brew together. Something that perhaps one of the breweries participating is an expert in. It's a great way for people in the industry to get together and hang out with like-minded individuals and maybe get some ideas from one another. 
I was always kind of curious, who does the work on a brew day when it's a collab brew? So according to Jason Bueller, the head brewer at Denver Beer Company, he said, quote, some collabs have become completely unorganized and others have been well thought out and well planned brews. As far as the actual brew day, the work is almost solely done by the hosting brewery. The visiting brewer shows up, drops in some hops for a photo op, drinks a lot and might help clean out the mash tun. Otherwise, the hosting brewer does all the work. I thought that was kind of interesting. And if you're wondering if drinking takes place on the job and how often, the brewmaster at Joyride Brewing Company, David Bergen, said the host brewery should offer their guests a beer early and often. We do not disagree with that. And what's y'all's favorite collab brew? Now, let's get back to the episode to hear about this one. What, in your opinion, what makes a brewing collaboration successful? I guess on, on our side of it, it is that, that breaking the monotony, getting to hang out with your homies for a day, um, come up with the ideas together. Um, you know, there's always a little bit of probably proprietary information that's shared, you know, when you do a collab with each other, um, because we always collaborate with people we respect and like and uh so we're always, you know, sharing ideas, coming up with new things with them. Um, but for the public, it's just a nice opportunity to meld two different brewery styles together. Um, you know, there are parts of this beer that are very intrinsic to Newgrass, and then there are parts that are, you know, highlight what uh, Casita is really known for. Um, so we kind of try to do the best of both worlds here. And um, I'm, I was very pleased with the result. Yeah, totally. I think we, I think we all are. So, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, about your farm to table kitchen. That's something I'm super interested in. Um, so what, what farms does Newgrass partner with? You know, can you talk about those farms a little bit? What kind of food you guys are getting? I like to tell people that if you visit Newgrass from out of town, you drive by at least one of our farms, on the way to us, no matter which way you're coming, we're pretty much surrounded by the farms that, uh, that support us. I'll start with first, uh, probably the biggest partner that we have is called Martin Charlet Farm. They're located about 10 miles north of Newgrass in a small little town called Falston, North Carolina. They're our beef supplier, and they are also who receives all of our spent grain. Um, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah. cool. So we, we donate that back to them, which they use as feed filler for the livestock. They're wonderful people. We've been working with them since new grass started, and they have just high-quality, free-range, uh, grass-fed beef that I, I order a lot of it, actually, for myself and bring it home because it is that good of quality beef. On the west side of town, we have a creamery that we work with called Guernsey Girl Creamery. Um, so we get most of our cheeses um, and milks from them. We actually sell their cheese and their uh, bottled milk in our little marketplace cooler in the tap room for people to buy and take home as well. Um, this is a little, you know, extra uh, way to support them. And then all of our pork products come from uh, Susie Q Farm which is a pork farm that's just a little bit south of us. And uh, again, just wonderful people. They make great products and uh, they've been with us for a long time as well. So we're very thankful to one, be in an area where we can, you know, source that so easily and have such great uh, symbiotic relationships with our suppliers. And it, it definitely pays off well. I think we have just some wonderful food that comes out of our kitchen. Our chef uh, does a great job with just, you know, keeping a very fresh and, and locally highlighting menu. If, yeah. if you're ever, Newgrass, 
don't miss out on eating there as well. Yeah. That sounds like my ideal brewery setup. Yeah. sounds like you have a ton of good food coming out of your kitchen. Do you, would you say you have a favorite dish? Oh, absolutely. So we do, it's called a PBLT um, because it's a pork belly lettuce tomato sandwich. (laughs) It's not the healthiest thing on our menu by far, um, but it is delicious. Yeah. I love it. That's usually my go-to meal there. I ate pork belly fried rice for dinner, so I'm not concerned about health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I am overall. I, uh, I've done a lot of farming with pigs and I mean, anything pork belly. I'm, I'm there for it. It sounds like we're on the same page. Yeah. So, so Newgrass was the first microbrewery in Cleveland County and have many more popped up? To my knowledge, no, none hmm. others have. It's, you know, Cleveland County is a little bit more of a rural county. Um, Shelby is the largest city in the county, and Shelby only has a population of about 20,000. Uh, so small town, pretty rural county, very agriculture centered in that area. I know there have been a couple of others that have talked to us about the possibility or you know, come to us seeking advice for starting breweries. But to my knowledge, none of those have have uh, happened yet, I guess. And I know you're located a little bit outside of Charlotte, but when you venture into Charlotte, I'm curious, what would your ideal day off be? If you were to hang out in Charlotte, what would you go do? There's a lot to do there. Well, if it's a Sunday, I'm going to be going to a Panthers game. I mean, I'm I'm a big football fan, so I definitely uh, take the opportunity to go to as many football games as I can. But one of the things that Charlotte is really starting to become known for is it's a really good food town. A lot of, you know, well-known chefs have started opening restaurants in town there. They've really started to embrace kind of more the foodie city identity. And um, I'm definitely on board for that. Uh, my favorite thing to do is, is to go down to Charlotte and just check out all the new restaurants. If I can just, uh, anytime I travel, it's, I usually try to eat and drink my way through wherever I'm going. Absolutely. I'm the exact same way. And- <laughs> Brad, as we wrap up here, it is time for our rapid fire questions. We change these up every month. The idea here, Brad, is to not think, just answer. Are you ready? Oh, no, that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) They're easy. (laughs) All right. Kettle sours or wild sours? Wild sours. Uh, favorite type of beer glass? Such a bad answer, but I, I do love tikus. I just yeah. love it. That's like a, uh, such a, a normal answer, but I mean, I, I have a huge collection of tikus at home. Yep, I agree. I'm, I, I'm the same way. <laughs> Marzins or pumpkin ales? Oh, Marzins, absolutely. Don't pumpkin my beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, beer flight or small pour? Small pour. 12 ounce six pack or 16 ounce four pack? 16 ounce four pack. Brad, it has been an absolute pleasure having you. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? No, I just want to say that if anyone listening uh, ever has a chance to stop by Newgrass, we would absolutely love to have you uh, come visit us. If anyone actually ever wants to uh, reach out to me, if they are coming to Newgrass, I would love to give anyone here a tour, uh, meet folks over the weekend if they're there anytime. My, uh, you can actually just reach out to me. I'm usually the one who runs the Newgrass Instagram. So if you ever want to come by, hit me up on Instagram, tell me you're coming and, uh, and we will make it happen. 
That's awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, Brad. You've been an amazing guest. And thank you guys all for tuning in today. Thank you to my wonderful co-host who has been with me this entire month of October, Mary Catherine. I'm so sad to say goodbye to you. Mm, Thank you for having me, Molly. Oh my God. You have been absolutely incredible. We are saying goodbye to Charlotte, but as always, we have another great undiscovered craft beer city to explore next month. I'm going to give you guys a hint. Our November city is the home of the Oscars of dining. I will see you all in this new city next month. Cheers. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's always a blast having a beer with you. Don't forget to sign up for the Brews Less Traveled Beer Club. And this way you'll get the beers I've been drinking delivered right to your doorstep. Plus exclusive access to our weekly live streams. You can also follow Bruvana on Instagram and me as well at Molly underscore Brews Less Traveled. I always love hearing from you guys, especially if it's a beer recommendation. So keep the messages coming. Cheers.